Welcome to CCFA Perspectives on ReachMD, providing Crohn's and colitis updates, dividing innovation in IBD research, education, and clinical support. This series is produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. This is ReachMD, and I'm Rondell Domelisi, Area Executive Director of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. We're broadcasting today from the CCFA's Take Steps Walk in Philadelphia. With me today is Dr. Michael Quiet, and we are discussing surgery in inflammatory bowel disease. Dr. Quiet, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So can you talk a little bit about when surgery would be indicated for a patient with Crohn's or colitis? Of course, uh, that's an excellent question. As surgeons, we think about it in two broad categories. So first, there's unfortunately, there's emergency reasons why someone would go in and need to have uh, surgery, then there's non-emergent. And the emergent reasons would be things like if patients unfortunately can develop excessive bleeding, uh, they can develop uh, an acute obstruction and the inability to eat, uh, from a stricture or such like that, or they can develop a bowel perforation. And those would be the reasons why a patient would need to have emergency surgery for, for ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. In terms of uh, non-emergent reasons, uh, over time patients can develop cancer, and that would require the need for surgery. Uh, also, they can develop uh, malnutrition or the failure to thrive. And the most broad and most common reason is we talk about patients that have failure of medical management. And that's when they've run through all the different medications with their gastroenterologist, and they've either developed a stricture or a fistula or just really diffuse colitis that isn't responding to medications. And so you talked about there being non-emergent reasons for surgery. So if you're considering that as a decision, what are the risks versus the rewards for the patient of making that decision for surgery? Sure. Um, you know, first touching with the rewards, because I think that's what we, we focus on. Um, you know, a lot of patients, when they come to us, they're, they're very, very ill, and they almost get to the point that they don't realize how sick they are and they've lost their quality of life just because they're, they're so frequently running to the bathroom or they're no longer able to eat or become so, so malnourished. So the, the reward for them is really they can possibly get their life back, uh, just get back to the point that they get on doing what they want to do. And a lot of people, when they come to meet with a surgeon finally for the first time, they've, they've really lost that, that quality of life. So our, our hope with surgery is to get them back uh, to the quality of life. Um, in terms of the risks, uh, for, for ulcerative colitis, one of the advantages with surgery, we can cure the, the uh, intestinal portion of the disease. By removing the entire colon and the rectum, those patients can be cured with surgery. Uh, unfortunately, with Crohn's disease, we know that, that you can develop it anywhere within your intestines, and surgery is not going to cure it. So the big risk is anytime you have surgery, there is a chance that there are going to be more surgery in the future, and more surgeries can, over time, they can unfortunately develop complications from that, including short bowel syndrome. Can you talk a little bit about the latest advancements in surgery for IBD? Uh, of course. Um, you know, the biggest advancement in the last 30 years would, for ulcerative colitis, of course, would be the, the ileal and anal uh, pouch anastomosis, or the J pouch. And that's allowed patients that used to have a temporary stoma now are able to regain continence and have normal bowel function. Um, more recently, though, the focus has been on minimally invasive techniques for surgery. Uh, before, patients always had large incisions with a long recovery, and now we're using those techniques that we know to treat patients with IBD using minimally invasive approaches that would include laparoscopic surgery and robotic surgery. 
and that's allowing patients to, to spend less time in the hospital and recovering faster. Great. If you're just joining us, this is ReachMD, and I'm Rondell Damalisi from the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America here with Dr. Michael Quiet, a colorectal surgeon from Cooper University Healthcare. So how can doctors and surgeons best educate and support patients pre and post-surgery? Um, I think one of the, the best things that, that patients can do is that they should work with a team of both surgeons and gastroenterologists early on in their disease. Um, that way when, when patients know that there's a possibility that they may need surgery in the future, they've had the chance to really talk about that and research it that on their own uh, prior to being put in the position that either they, they need something emergency like we talked about or that they're really, really ill and trying to, to make an educated decision or learn about the, the process. And what psychological impact might um, patients have post-surgery that doctors really need to be aware of? Um, the big one is, you know, unfortunately there is a, a subset of the population that may need a temporary stoma. And that, that's obviously a, a very life-changing thing for the patient. But I think the big thing is that with proper education and focusing on that it's a temporary necessity that, that we can help patients get through that. But that, that can be a big, big change. The other is a lot of times when patients come in for surgery, they don't realize how ill they are and they, they're severely uh, fatigued or malnourished or anemic, and uh, they come into the surgery very, uh, in very poor form, and it takes, it takes a long time sometimes for them to recover, uh, and kind of, they don't, they don't make that process overnight. It can take weeks to, to months to really get back to their normal health. Can you talk a little bit about the resources that the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation provides that may help with that pre and post education and support? Of course, um, you know, of all the patients I work with, the ulcerative colitis and Crohn's patients tend to be the most educated in terms of knowledge of their disease process and the treatment options out there. Unfortunately, it's a chronic disease so that they use uh, the medical field quite a bit throughout their life and throughout their disease process. But with, with the um, education available online through the website and the support groups available, they, they tend to know a lot coming into the office and are ready to discuss about different medications or surgery. Uh, when they come see me for the first time. Terrific. Um, what haven't I asked you, Dr. Quiet, that you think it would be important for the listeners to know about surgery and IBD? Um, you know, I think the, the big thing to focus on is that a lot of people are, or I should say a lot of patients with Crohn's or IBD are very reluctant uh, to have surgery, and they see that as a failure or that there's been a problem with, with what they've been doing in terms of their diet or their medications. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes the disease is just severe, and that's what it comes to is the surgery. But the, the focus should be on that our, our goal is to get them back to enjoying their life and getting back to being healthy again. Terrific. Thank you so much no, for joining for us today. Me. This is ReachMD, and I am Rondell Damalisi, Area Executive Director for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. To download this podcast and others in this series, please visit ReachMD.com or download the ReachMD app. We welcome you to share, like, and comment on this podcast. Again, I'm your host, Rondell Damalisi. This is ReachMD, inviting you to be part of the knowledge. Thank you. You've been listening to CCFA Perspectives on ReachMD, produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. For access to this and other episodes and to download the ReachMD app, visit reachmd.com forward slash CCFA.